ding, 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 ding. Welcome back to the Jen and Julian podcast. We missed you so much. We took last week off for Labor Day. We had a good time. We ate food. Happy return to the podcast. I know it was a giant hole in your week that you missed. I'm so sorry. But we appreciate you letting us take the week off. We are back. This episode is brought to you by Postmates, who delivered avocado toast (laughs) to your boy this morning. I literally got avocado toast Postmates this morning. Are you a millennial or something? I'm super millennial today because I use Postmates to get avocado toast. Literally one piece of avocado toast. millennial. Right now, guys, you can get your own avocado toast delivered right to your front door with Postmates. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving you $100 off free delivery credit for your first seven days when you sign up. Download the Postmate app and use code JennaJulian. Guys, save the hassle. Get the food delivered to your door. Forget those lines and get your toast. Also, guys, Quip it is uh, the new and improved way to brush your teeth. Also like a millennial, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, this is on theme. Uh, guys... Quip is delivered right to your door. They deliver you uh, refill packs of uh, bristle heads so your bristle heads never get dulled to the point where it's not doing its job. So they refill um, your stash of that. So you're always getting the best possible brush. And it starts at just $25. If you go to getquip, that's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Jen right now, you will get your first refill pack free with a quick Quip electric toothbrush. Thank you, Quip. Thank you, Postmates. We love affordable oral care. Affordorable care. Affordorable care. All right, y'all. The time has come. You've asked for this. Like a lot. Like people have been asking for this a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Nothing. I was just touching. The- okay. Mm-hmm. I have so many tiny faces looking up at me right now. <laughs> Guys, there's like three beds in here. You got to go lay down. It's not about you today. I'm so sorry. It's about you literally every day, but right now it's not about you. Oh, Kermit. We're going to be doing, by popular demand, a birth chart. So we, what was the website that you used? Cafeastrology.com. Mm-hmm. We both asked our mothers what our birth times were. And we printed out our birth charts, what along your... with a compa- uh, compatibility one for both of us, which we'll yes, do Yes, I have last. my full chart. Jenna has her full chart. And then we have the compatibility chart to show you how incompatible we really are. <laughs> um, how we fighting against the odds every day. <laughs> Wait, so what uh, What time were you born again? I forget. 2.30 p.m. I was born at 11.30 a.m. Hell yeah. Rise and shine. But your mom found out that she was pregnant by being airlifted by a helicopter on yeah. a cruise ship. So I called my mom before recording this because I wanted to get like my birth time and she wanted to tell me um, the little story. But basically like when she was six weeks pregnant with me, she had, she didn't even know she was pregnant. The way, Oh, she's calling me right now. Put her on the podcast. Mom, I'm podcasting. Does she... Is this a butt dial? Hello? 20 bucks says it's a butt dial. <laughs> Mom? Mom, you're blowing it. There we go. Live butt dial from my mom. She does that to me probably like 10 times a week. Um, <laughs> she was saying when she, she did not know she was pregnant, and then six weeks into being pregnant with me, she was on a cruise ship with my dad because my dad, um, he did comedy on cruise ships back then. France Alameda. And... She had to get airlifted, medevaced by a Coast Guard helicopter off the cruise ship 
to another island because they were like in a cruise around the Caribbean islands to a different island. Because she had like a fever and she was really sick. Yeah, she right? was like sick. Yeah. She was like fully sick, but it was because, you know, being pregnant and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm. So she gets airlifted and that was like her, you know she likes to always say like that that was how i said hello to her like that's how she found like out that i was Aries. pregnant yeah so she got airlifted and I, I i spent like some time this morning searching because that happened in 1991 and i was searching and searching and searching for any sort of news story about it because she said it was on the news and i haven't found it, it was, if you want to look You're i know you guys are detectives well i'll give some information it was in 1991 it was on um norwegian cruise liner it was around Miami uh, in the Caribbean islands around that area and she was medevaced because she was pregnant that's it and my mom's name is Lisa so anyway uh, that's how she found out I was pregnant but yeah I was born at 11.30 in the morning and then she texted me the story of the day I was born <laughs> please read that please read it aloud so we can all enjoy I can't believe she just butt dialed me <laughs> I woke up at 7.30am on April 17th 1992 I turned to your father and said I had enough of this we're going to the hospital right now like an Aries. She's a very Aries mother. Uh, we go to the hospital. Turns out I'm already in labor. <laughs> you were born at 1136. I was on epidural, epidural, so there was no pain. It was like a cocktail party around the bed. Your dad's one wish to my parents was that we be left alone and have our baby. Immediately, my father shows up in the birth room. <laughs> <laughs> so my grandfather showed up. Um, anyway, that's the story of my birth. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> Let's do yours. All right. You want to start yeah, with mine? Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. So I'm going to need some help because I don't really... This, so they give well, you this, the full on Yeah. I mean, chart. you can read whatever you want, but towards... It's like the, 15 pages. After your chart is like what what it... Like they give you a breakdown. So that's stuff. where the expertise comes in yeah. from this site? Because I don't know how... It says like Zodiac, you're Tropical. An, you're an Aries. For, if for some reason someone didn't know, Julian, a, Julian's an Aries. I'm, I'm an Aries. My, my birth sign is an Aries. Wait, so when it says sun, is that your birth sign? I think so. So like and it says sun, moon... Aries, my moon is Scorpio. Oh, I don't know what that means. You're going to have to tell us. And... My Mercury is Aries. My Venus is Aries. <laughs> <laughs> my Midheaven is Aries. A lot of Aries going on. I don't know. Um, I don't like. I don't know enough about this to know if like those are supposed to be something different or it's typical. Or, yeah, I, I, I feel like this is very much more complicated than I even thought it was. Yeah, I have some Virgo you, in here. If you go to like the next couple the, pages, yeah, it'll analysis. give you yeah. the analysis, okay. and it'll right. tell you right. what they mean. So keep going. Um, keep going Kermit, in them. we're not reading your birth chart today. Kermit, we should read their birth charts. Do you want us to read your birth chart, Kermit? Yeah. Okay, this birth chart repre- uh, report shows the positions for the planets for Julin. <laughs> I wrote my name is Julin. The That's sun represents nice. vitality, a sense of individuality, and outward shining creative energy. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Hold on. What no. are you reading? Birth chart. Wait, what part of it? The sun. Okay. I'm starting with the sun. Which is like your major sun. Sun in Aries. That's what it says. Right. Sun in Aries. Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. Yeah, we know. Hell yeah, beach me first. <laughs> and Aries are natives. Uh, sorry, I am struggling right now. Um, are the first Aries natives are the first to start and the first to finish whatever they set out to do. The See, I, I identify with that. Mm-hmm. I like to get things done fast, and I like to be there faster than everybody else. What are you doing? Why are you flipping through that? Just read. I'm but. I'm going to finish before you. So oh boy, here even. we go. All right. People with sun and Aries are direct, straightforward, and uncomplicated. They expect the same from others and are baffled when they don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Me, 
me, me. Yeah, I mean, we know you're an Aries. No, but the part where they're baffled when other people don't understand. Absolutely baffled. The body comes first with Aries. Sun and Aries people are natural athletes. At the very least, their natural inclination is to use their bodies to get things done. Mm. Super accurate, I think. They're not given too long, drawn-out emotional moments, nor are they big on planning ahead. This is the story of my and Jenna's relationship. <laughs> and that's the tea. Uh, instead, they live their lives simply. <laughs> oh, my God. That is scalding tea. I just got called a simpleton. Um, what is happening right now is most important to Aries. <laughs> yes. Impatience is a definite vice. And yes. innovation is a huge strength. How do they know all this? Oh, Aries- well, can I say, like, that is so true about you, about innovation. It's like, if Julian's hungry and he's tornadoing and he's ready to go, he will invent something delicious on the fly. Like, you are innovative. I like how my inno- my innovation strength just strikes you immediately in the kitchen. Like, Always. that's the first thing. I watch you make things that I'm like, I don't know what you're going for, but then you'll be like, here, make have this... <laughs> tortilla with just the most random shit and it's really good you'll like it sometimes I'll, good. sometimes we'll be like eating the same meal whether it's at like a restaurant or something we've cooked and she'll look over at me and i've made like a sandwich out of all three parts of the meal and taking it individual bites of all yeah. and she'll just be like baffled and i'm like why That's are amazing. you not doing that you are very innovative um <laughs> impatience is advice uh, aries loves uh starting anything new and they have trouble sitting still they are pioneers in whatever they do and there are very uh there is a very basic quality of bravery in these people that is unmistakable aries generally knows what they want and they know the quickest route to getting it they take shortcuts if they must but generally everything is above board what is above board like it's not boring okay underhanded just isn't their style some wow what the hell <laughs> what is underhanded like they do everything full force like they're not lobbing anything like yeah, there's dude. no layups we're fucking why do they have to make a softball joke in here beach that is that is actually a mean joke no it's not it's oh, really it's not. not it's, it's really not a mean joke it's not a mean joke um some aries people are bold but even the quieter ones are brave and even plucky in their own way independence is their birthright Shit. Nothing gets them going more than a fresh slate, the promise of a new day, and a brand new start. Cool. I think this is all pretty accurate so far. Let's hear about your moon and stuff. Hold on, What's hold, next? Hold on. I want, oh, I want to keep got... reading. This is interesting. Oh, boy. Aries enjoys a challenge, and the Aries sun are the happiest when their lives are moving forward and active. There's a childlike quality to all Aries sun people, and it's often quite charming. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10 is true. Ladies. Uh, he has a strong personality and even an entrepreneurial spirit. He is ambitious. Oh, it says he because I entered that my sex was male. He is ambitious and self-willed, stubborn, obstinate, and tenacious. Weaknesses. Nervousness, impulsiveness, wastefulness, provoking nature, restlessness, and changeability. <laughs> Oh my god that is the tea provoking nature all i can think about is you when you think it's so funny to provoke kermit <laughs> provoking nature are you nature you'll be killing flies and kermit will like bark because he doesn't like the way that you're moving and you go eh, bet, 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 and you just do it harder <laughs> uh what my poor baby I'm i don't know sorry. what you're talking about i don't know what that um yeah the, okay 
Aries ascendant Cancer does not come across as typical Aries. Whoa, 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 okay, whoa, whoa. You sorry. have to tell us what that what that says and what that means. Okay, I don't know what it means. It just says Wait, Aries me, ascendant Cancer. This is underneath where I was just okay. okay. Opposition Moon. Should I go to the Moon? No. What's your Sun and X? Sun and X. What's that? Just read it. All right. The urge to work towards a goal for success and accomplishment and or for power is part of your makeup. You are uncomfortable in any position in which you must take orders from someone else. Oh, true. Recognize your ambitions and your need for authority without going overboard. Seek out a career that allows you to manage rather than be managed if possible. I think I'm doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, it is crucial that you accept the part of you that is ambitious, but take pains not to over-identify with that image that is really not you. Successful career is guaranteed, but may sometimes come late. Okay, now we're on moon. Should I get to moon? Yeah, what's okay. your moon? Uh, it says minus 63 opposition sun, moon. You have an internal struggle between your needs and your wants. You can lack focus and be indecisive as a result. Your ability to be objective is both an asset and a liability, simply because when you decide on one route, you are pulled in another direction at the same time. See, babe, I'm not going in another direction. I'm pulled in another direction. <laughs> when, I, when I start getting distracted, it's not my fault. It's my moon. I understand. Thank you. Just next time it's happening. Something like, tugs my, at you. <laughs> my moon is pulling me. <laughs> it's a valid it excuse for me, okay? I'll accept my moon is pulling me this way. I'm going to use that. Okay. Something tugs at you and you begin to question your stance. But what if, and on the other hand, are statements you can't help but make and that might plague you, but you're always aware of the opposing point of view and the other side of the coin. The moon represents the emotional responses, unconscious predestination and the self-image. Then it says moon in Scorpio. While others uh, may find security and comfort in material things, moon in Scorpio people seek out emotional intensity. No matter what, there is something very intense about lunar Scorpios. They are diggers when it comes to the world of emotion, and they they can see beyond facades and cut right to the core of a person. That's okay. you. I can fucking when I meet someone, yeah. I can tell if they're a bad egg right away. And I, I have can't. a track record. And I can't. I'm like, what are you talking about? That person was cool, and Julie's like, nah, dude, nah. And then like six months later, we'll find out, and I'm like, oh shit, how did you know that? I didn't know that that was something I was good at until I started to meet scumbags. Yeah. And, and remember the first time I met them, the yeah. feeling I had, and I expressed it to you. Yeah, and it blows my mind every time because you're right every time because it's not often that you meet like bad Shitty eggs people, it's not all yeah. the time but like when julian's like i don't know man i don't know about that guy and i'm like what are you talking about he's always right always that's pretty crazy that is crazy no matter what there's something very intense about oh yeah blah 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 uh this ability to see what isn't obvious to the rest of the world can be intimidating to others or wildly attractive depending on the audience they're always, always wildly attractive <laughs> wild wild their deep-seated need for transformation hold on the term deep-seated? Mm-hmm. It's like deep within you. Like Wait, it, no, but it's spelled S-E-A-T-E-D? Oh, yeah. I thought I it was deep-seated. Yeah, I don't know about that. I thought it was S-E-E-D-E-D. -E -E -D. Wait, are we wrong? I guess so. Deep-seated. Mm, it's seated. Heck? It's deep in the, in the auditorium. The deep-seated like need for that. transformation and rebirth can manifest itself in the lives of lunar Scorpios uh, in different ways. Most have powerful, emotionally intense lives. Some feel like it is beyond their control. Mm, so, okay, so now where do I go? Because um, these are just like more moon and Scorpio. Should I skip yeah, to a no, short Yeah, no, we want to hear about your moon. Okay. 
Keep, keep reading about your moon. Okay, okay. These moon natives seem to attract emotional upheaval, too. and their lives appear to consist of plenty of dramatic ups and downs. However, when accepted as an emotional need, rebirth and change doesn't need to be so dramatic and overwhelming. In some way or other, Moon and Scorpio natives seek out intense experiences. If their lives are regular in any way, there can be an unconscious need to test their own strength and stir up emotional excitement. Self-awareness and acceptance is probably the best way to handle this deep need for emotional drama. Do you feel like I need emotional drama in my life? No, but I do feel like there are times when, you know, life is just sort of going, like yesterday, where just all of a sudden you're like, I don't know why, I just like feel kind of down. Or like you just like, you have these moments of like, you just feel something, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not drama. I think maybe if you were a younger person and like, we hadn't met each other and you were just like out there really being an Aries, I think you would have more emotional drama, mm. you know? Yeah, because you kind of, you're a good compliment to when I have those episodes. Cause yeah, but like, I mean, like, I'm also six years older than you and we immediately sort of like went into this, hmm. we're living together and everything's pretty calm for mm-hmm. the most part, you know? Yeah. Um, doing things halfway or having meaningless relationships simply doesn't fulfill them. Lunar Scorpios want all or nothing. Moon and Scorpio people often have a strong fear of betrayal. They seek out commitment and feel the need for a partner to give up something for them. Some will put the people they love through a series of tests, and these are not always conscious. Their apparent suspicion can be trying for the people who love them. However, once committed, Moon and Scorpio people can be the most loyal and protective partners around. Even the shy ones have an enormous presence. Their lives are emotion-driven, yet many Moon and Scorpio natives spend a lot of time controlling and mastering their emotions. Their intuition is enormous, although it is sometimes self-serving. That's that's you. What Did I put you through tests? I mean, not really, no. Maybe a little Even bit. Even like subconsciously, maybe. I yeah, don't just know. like little stuff. Like it's not it's not like a, aha, got you, bitch. Gotcha, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> but like to you, it would be things like little if I pass the test in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe like I think my, I think the only test I can think of are some of my best friends, like meeting you or thinking or mm-hmm. seeing yeah, you. Yeah, that's you know, that, or, uh, yeah. But, but it's that's not, pretty it's, normal. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty normal. for sure. Uh, Moon and Scorpio people radiate strength. Even in the absence of experience, they seem to just know things. It would be difficult to shock or scare away Lunar Scorpios in the face of emotional honesty and power. Some people instinctively want to lean on them and are less brave folk run a little scared. And other less brave folk run a little scared. Lunar Scorpios have exceptional radar that allows them to size up a situation, a person, quickly and expertly. Again, this is like mm. judge a character thing. This ability allows them to understand human motivation and nature uh, can be too close for comfort at sometimes and enormously uh, and enormously comforting to, for others. So like my ability to like suss out a situation is comforting for people around me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Me. All right. That's why when you used to work security for me, it's like really nice to have you around because you're that person that just looks at everything and like you can tell when shit's weird and when it's not. Hmm. Whereas I can't really always tell because a lot of it just feels weird to me anyways. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Uh, many lunar Scorpios are intelligent and astute. Those that um, use their enormous powers for intimacy and honesty are the happiest and they make the most interesting and rewarding friends and lovers. Short description. Courageous, brave, independent, not a fearful nature. He is attracted to sensual, erotic partners. Where did that come from? <laughs> what? Wait, what? We... <laughs> That came out of nowhere. <laughs> okay. I'm attracted to... 
Sensual and erotic. Weaknesses. Excesses of pleasures of the flesh. ¿Qué? Uh, ¿Qué es esto? I don't know where that came from. Mm. Sensual delights and sensuality. Difficulty letting go. Are we reading the... (laughs) Why did it just cut to like pure sex? (laughs) Okay. Uh Oh, Julie. Julian. We know you talk secrets from your birth Julian chart. Julian is erotic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moon in IV. I don't know what that means. Do I just read all this? Should we just... Like, I'm afraid to bore you. I don't want to... I'm not I mean? bored. Nobody's okay. bored. We asked for this. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, moon in IV. I guess these are all my moons, right? I, like, yeah, go ahead. Okay. But I'm just trying to understand it. Like, I have I multiple so. moons. I mean, I don't know. But okay. go ahead. I'm just going to look, actually, really quick. All right. Because so the, they give you a physical chart. Yeah. Zodiac, tropical. Um, and moons. Okay. Sun, moon. Six. Okay. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. He likes family life, peace and quiet. He likes to stay at home, surrounded by loved ones in agreeable circumstances, strongly influenced by the mother. <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> like, I'm very much like my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, you long for a sense of true belonging, but you may be quite restless in your search. Uh, you might change residence frequently or simply feel the need to make changes in your home. Moving frequently may be a healthy thing if it keeps you emotionally stimulated, but if you find that you do so on whims and later regret the changes, you might want to treat it as a symptom of emotional unrest, as a sign that you are in constant search for the perfect mood and setting, when in fact, a feeling of belonging should be worked on from the inside out, not the outside in. I feel like I'm in therapy right now. Some of you might remain rather immature on an emotional level, never wanting to truly grow up or take care of yourself. <laughs> Attachment to your past traditions and family are strong. That one just felt like a scolding. <laughs> All right, 89, sextile moon, Jupiter. He is generally pleased and composed due to... An, so, again, I'm sorry for the stupid questions, but these are all the possible moons, and I have to find which is mine, or they're all no, part of my moon? they're all part of your birth chart. Got it, okay. Um, he is generally pleasantly composed due to an inner sense of harmony and emotional balance. He is optimistic and realistically so most of the time, which contributes to his overall luck. Uh, he is able to get real perspective on emotional matters that not only benefits his outlook... He's able to offer support to others when needed. Broad-mindedness is a wonderful characteristic. Quick to find humor in situations, he is generally warm and fun to be around. Deep down, he believes the basic goodness of people and life in general. He believes in it. Uh, And this basic and natural attitude helps him attract positive circumstances and make good connections. One of his best qualities is tolerance. Usually, he doesn't take life too seriously in the sense that he believes in having a bit of fun. His hunches are more often than not bang on more often than not bang on like i my mm-hmm. hunches are strong yeah he is frank honest optimistic and generous uh he likes a good cooking his comforts <laughs> sorry he likes good cooking his comforts his friendships are sincere he is a worker and knows how to surround himself with the right people he is appreciated at work that's all true really mm-hmm. all right minus 21 square moon lilith love at first sight is to be avoided as it will make one forget all other duties and lead to problems. Mercury represents communication, Cartesian, and logical spirit. Mercury in Aries. Here we go. 
He makes quick decisions, streamlines <laughs> learning, and is direct and straightforward in speech, possesses an innocent charm, and can easily motivate others with his enthusiasm. You mean intensity? <laughs> he loves a heated dispute. Lovely mind, which quickly understands a given situation. He is a resourceful and capable person, prefers to jump into, into decisions, and doesn't have much patience with pretense. I love jumping into decisions. <laughs> We know. That's the best way to make decisions. We just know. jump into them like a big swimming pool. Mercury and IX. His thirst for knowledge is never satisfied. He is full of mental activity. He undertakes exhaustive studies. That's Mercury and Virgo, right? Nope. IX. Yeah. IX is nine. Oh. Virgo. Oh, like I'm just all reading. of those IV, that means oh. Aries. I'm, I'm stupid. No, you're not. Oh, okay. So IX is Virgo. Okay. So this is my Virgo Mercury. His thirst for knowledge is never satisfied. He is full of mental activity. He undertakes exhaustive studies, always studying for pleasure. Likes journeys to faraway places and can go live abroad. <laughs> Last minute trips. <clears throat> you are eternally curious and hunger for knowledge. You enjoy studying and learning and do not do it because you have to, but because you want to. You enjoy exchanging ideas and personal philosophies with others. You can be especially buoyant, enthusiastic, and even inspiring in your communications. Mm, all of that's really true about like literally all of this the twitch stream like the, your love for camera and stuff like you always learn for pleasure when it's something that you enjoy mm -hmm. all the time i feel that mm -hmm. <clears throat> um let's see while you may not pay enough attention to details you are skilled at finding a quick solution to problems that did that sentence is my life that is my fucking life I don't pay any attention to little details i always find myself in a problem because of it but i'm mm -hmm. quick to solve that problem but there didn't need to be a problem. <laughs> I just let it. I let it manifest. Uh, you get uh, you get off on how information affects people's lives, and you get you take great pleasure in learning that something that you have shared or taught has inspired others to take action, experience something new, or make changes in their lives. Some of you might be too quick to offer advice. However, that might be lacking in thoroughness and practicality. Or you your, yourself don't follow. Hmm. Venus represents an interest for emotions and values, exchange and sharing with others. Venus in Aries. Venus and Aries people flirt by being upfront, direct, and even daring. They try to win you over by expressing how enterprising and independent they are. Their style of expressing love can be maddening, maddeningly me-centered, but in the <laughs> But the right person for them will find this approach charming. <laughs> That's funny. I'm guilty of finding it charming. What, my me-centered approach yeah. to wooing you? Yeah. Um, people get turned on by Venus and Aries' aura of innocent charm, even when they are being childish and impatient. <laughs> like, you want to be mad at me, but you find it charming. I can't. It's really hard. Turnoffs include a relationship that is considered stuffy or too mature, <laughs> vagueness and beating around the bush. <laughs> in love, Venus and Aries people are hopelessly addicted to the conquest. In order for a relationship to remain fresh and new to them, they require plenty of stimulation. <laughs> I'm a newborn baby. That's what they're saying. I need stimulation. Okay. Stimulate me. I'm here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, pleasing Venus and Aries involves fueling their need for action. Be direct, open, and honest with them. 
They won't much like game playing or evasiveness unless it is their complete spirit of fun. That's true. I don't like game playing. Feed their need for spontaneity and appreciate their playfulness. Understand their desire for the relationship to remain young and fresh. Aries likes to take the lead in love, even if their sun sign is a gentle Pisces. Let them, at least for most of the time, indulge them in their many whims and understand that they thrive on competition even when they are competing with you. Short description, wants to take the lead in love, loves the conquest, can be spendthrift with money, um, is given to making impulsive purchases, likes to keep things exciting, and love, uh, very ardent, spontaneous, and charming in his direct, straightforward approach to love. All right. So Venus, are those mine? No. Okay. So Venus and X. Hold on. There is no X. Is that Midhaven? Is that Libra? I don't know. That's where X is supposed to be, but it says Midheaven. Midheaven. Libra. Okay. The best years are in the parental home. home. <laughs> and also are the last years of life. What? Like, that said, what the, hell? the rest are not unhappy, but contain certain hurdles. Love can help in professional life. He has a gift for seduction. Oh my God. He likes to entertain. He likes comfort and the attractions of home life. I like being at home and I like entertaining. That's accurate. Others tend to respect you for your charming manner and you have many admirers. Although some of these admirers are from afar. As there is an aura about you that is charming yet strangely and intriguingly distant. You have a great need to be recognized or admired for your charm, beauty, or loving manner, but should be careful not to become too wrapped up in what others think of you, as you might come across as phony or superficial. Some people with this position are married to their work or their image. You are good at making contacts and organizing social events. Okay. I mean, I, I feel like I'm good at meeting people. Mm-hmm. Not that I enjoy it, but I feel like I have a natural affinity for it. Saturn, sextile Venus Saturn. He has a good grasp of reality and of duty. He is thrifty, reserved, and does not show off. He likes truth and justice. In love, his sentiments are sincere and deep. He never plays false. He is, of course, faithful in love and friendship. He can uh, love a much older person and appreciates his intelligence and good sense. Oh, my God. Uh, That's fucking me. That's you. (laughs) You are my person, and I love you, and you're much older than me, six years older than me, mm-hmm. but all of my friends are older than me. Mm-hmm. I have, like, maybe two friends that are my age. Just keep going? Whatever you want, yeah. Let me see. Mm, I'm going to skip to Mars and Pisces. Okay. Mild-tempered and gentle, these guys and gals move through their life in a manner that can hardly be considered direct. Mars is the planet of action and assertion, and Pisces is the passive sign that rarely asserts itself in a direct fashion. So the placement of Mars in Pisces is an unusual combination. Sometimes prone to feelings of guilt about their anger and difficulties with asserting themselves, Mars and Pisces individuals seem to go with the flow. This is certainly not not a very active position for Mars, and natives will often let life happen instead of trying to control their life direction. This is charming uh, as individuals with Mars and Pisces don't like. They are don't appear like they are capable of harming a fly. However, those who don't find creative expression for this energy can stir up a storm through indirect aggression. 
I, I, I identify with a little bit of that. Like not being, like if I don't have an outlet, mm-hmm. I get frustrated. Yeah. Uh, Mars and IX. Virgo. Virgo. Deeply rooted opinions, which he knows how to defend energetically. At a certain moment of life, he can fight for a particular ideal, but might abandon it along the way. Being less convinced than at the beginning of its virtue or because he realizes that it is a losing battle, conflict abroad with foreign or with foreigners. Uh, sextile Mars Uranus. He possesses uh, exceptional energy. He is impulsive but bold. He takes on risky enterprises for the good of the community. With all the energy he possesses, he has a great need for independence like his freedom of action. Sextile Mars Neptune. His feelings are dominated by wisdom and geared towards the ideal. He likes water sea voyages. He likes odd people. Try and Mars. Hell Asc- yeah. <laughs> Ascendant. Jupiter and Virgo. He attracts the most good fortune when he is helpful, honest, orderly, and pays attention to details. The service industries, nutrition, and health are prosperous avenues. I've worked in the service industry. Mm-hmm. Practical and technical knowledge and skills are most valued. A real problem solver and others appreciate his help. Doesn't always feel lucky or ambitious. Rather, hard work is valued. Jupiter and three, uh, Virgo. He has good judgment, a sense of values, and Jupiter open... Jupiter and three is Pisces. Mm. Oh, yours says... Ver- Sorry, yeah, mine's, mine's like is, different than yeah, yours. Yeah, so I've been, I was reading off of them like they were. They meant the I know, that's why I was thing. cross-checking mine. Sorry, I'm done. He has good judgment, a sense of values, an open and optimistic mind, a good education, and high moral standards. He likes studying. He is successful in communications work. His professional work is uh, a vocation and plays a great part in his life. Saturn represents contra- contraction and effort. Saturn and Aquarius... Long-term studies, and if family circumstances do not allow this, he will teach himself. He is serious and methodical in work, likes to visit the elderly and intellectuals who both enrich his mind. Mm, Let me wrap it up pretty soon so you can get to yours. Um. (laughs) House 3 in Virgo. He pulls everything to pieces, analyzes and criticizes. Overthinking and overanalyzing is is probable. A busy early environment... Uh, he is proactive, tends to detail and take care of things in an efficient manner, doesn't take on anything without examining the pros and cons. Mm, not very me. Right? I don't really assess things like that. Your personal natal chart. That's my personal natal chart. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's kind of... It's pretty cool. It's kind of it, yeah. I really really liked reading that yeah like aside from when you get a general sort of aries reading or whatever yeah that's that's very specific and is very true to you as an adult yeah son oh okay hold on um aries and moon uh, sun and aries let me just read this last bit Enjoys a challenge. Also appreciates Postmates when they deliver to his front door using Julian! code Jenna Julian for $100 off the delivery charge in their first seven days. Wow. That's interesting. Well, guys, actually, if you wanted to use Postmates, you can download the app right now and enter code Jenna Julian and get $100 towards free delivery in your first seven days of using the app. Postmates delivers all sorts of restaurants, markets, establishments nearby your house or in your community that might not have delivery services built in, which is really nice. Because that's kind of the mind-blowing thing about Postmates, and that's what got me to them early on, is that I had so many places that I wanted to go to around town. Think of Taco Bell beats. Taco Bell, dude. <laughs> Think about that. Taco Bell delivered to your front door. You don't need to sit in that drive-thru. You don't need to get in your car. You can sit 
on the couch and Taco Bell just comes to greet you because Postmates is there. Just download the app and order. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you whatever you want within the hour. You can even see where the food is and track your driver. You can text them. You can call them. You can add substitutions. They're most times just wonderful and very helpful. Also, Postmates, this isn't even in the copy, but they do some really cool activations. They did like a Los Pollos Hermanos activation recently for the release of Better Call Saul. They do some really cool stuff. Um, check it out. Download Postmates. Use codes Jen and Julian. Forget the hassle of waiting in line and get Postmates. Also, guys, whatever you're doing with your toothbrush, it's not right because Quip is the right way to brush your teeth. We all want nice, clean breath, and the key to oral health is good oral habits. Okay, Quip is the new electric toothbrush backed by a network of over 10,000 dental professionals that packs just the right amount of vibrations into an ultra-slim, sleek-looking model of a toothbrush that makes, honestly, brushing pretty sexy. Let Quip do the thinking for you when it comes to your teeth. Erotic. It will seriously be love at first brush and at the fraction of the cost of the bulkier electric toothbrushes on the market right now. Uh, you also don't have to worry about getting new brushes because they send you new brush heads on a regular schedule with their subscription. Uh, it comes with a mount that goes right on your mirror with no charger or wires. So Quip is compact and light and you can also travel with it very easily. Um, I love the idea that you can brush with the same brush at home that you do when you travel so you don't mm -hmm. have to like take a shitty brush on the road. Um, and right now guys, it starts at just $25 for a nice modern electric toothbrush that works. Um, and you get a free refill pack when you get your electric Quip toothbrush when you go to getquip, that's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash Jen and Julian. Go to that URL or click the link in our description and you get started right away and you get a free refill pack if you use that, that URL. Check it out. I feel like you might like it. Okay. Thank you guys. Thank you sponsors. Thank you sponsors. All right. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's do this. So he, my sun sign is a Virgo, obviously. We all knew that. I'm so excited for this. All right, sun in Virgo. It is rare to find the stereotypical nitpicky, exacting, clean freak in modern day Virgos. Although the sign of Virgo has evolved with the times, there are some unmistakable traits that remain. Virgo people are generally respectable, hardworking individuals who have a lot of knowledge and know-how. Virgo's symbol, the Virgin, shows itself in the lives of Virgos through a love of all that is natural and a certain purity of spirit that keeps Virgos self-sufficient and self-contained, at least on the surface. Virgos are sensitive to their surroundings. They tend to embarrass easily. <laughs> they are generally, oh my God, I don't know what that word is, uh, when faced with anything or anyone new. True. Uh, however, once they feel comfortable, they can talk up a storm. Many Virgo sons are not too comfortable in the limelight. These types are just fine living in the background as long as they feel useful and appreciated. Solar Virgos have a strong sense of responsibility, even when they've convinced themselves to be irresponsible about something or the other, they worry about it. Not all Virgos are workaholics. However, when the sun solar when solar Virgos are not involved in some kind of project, there's generally a vague feeling of discontent. Even when their lives are filled up with work, they are restless and somewhat nervous creatures. Sermit, we're meant to be together. <laughs> the fear of underperforming is often strong. Virgos want to do things well. Some are exacting and thorough, and those Virgos who have convinced themselves to do less than perfect job will generally feel incomplete. 
There's an odd combination of the intellectual and the practical in Virgo that is sometimes mistaken for coolness. In fact, Virgos are often self-efficating and shy. They'll brush off your compliments quickly and sometimes critically, but don't let that fool you. They need your respect and appreciation. In fact, the happiest Virgos... Oh my God, this is so fucking much. That is spot fucking on. <laughs> In fact, the happiest Virgos are the ones who feel appreciated and useful and plenty of worthwhile projects to keep them busy. And Virgos can sometimes be of the sweetest, kindest people around. Hold on. Can I jump in and just like... Sure. Okay, so you're, you're your biggest critic by far. Like, we'll spend hours and hours and hours and hours working on a video for you and it would come down to it and you would be like i don't think this is right i don't think we did this right yeah. and you're like criticizing it every step of the way meanwhile it's fucking great um you're easily embarrassed are you kidding me you get embarrassed so quickly <laughs> off the of time. the dumbest things like people are complimenting you and you're like i'm so embarrassed it's adorable um there was one more thing that it, um Oh, you're fucking hard to compliment. <laughs> like, I compliment you and you just criticize my compliments. You're like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. That's Stop fucking judging me. Bitch. No, like, this is... Those, both, all three of those are very attractive and two of them are adorable. Traits. Tight. Virgo Ascendant Sagittarius. What's that mean? I don't know. You're asking Where's the wrong my guy. fucking moon? Is that my moon? It just says sun in IX, which is Virgo. Mm -hmm. But it said Virgo ascendant Sagittarius. I can't understand. Hopefully you understand if you know what this means. You have a deep need to understand the world around you. You have high ideals and you have your eye on what's on the horizon. You are looking ahead and at times it can seem quite restless. You're proud of your knowledge and of your morals. Be sure to avoid self-righteousness and your enthusiasm to share your knowledge. When used correctly, you are tolerant, adventurous, and a curious person, and you want to see the best in people and life. Conjunction Sun Mercury. Because your ego and your mind are aligned, you possess much mental energy. You are always in a position to think about what you want, and in many ways, this is an interruption of the will. You are highly intelligent with a great drive to communicate with others. You invest a lot of pride in your intellectual capabilities. You may not always listen as well as you speak. However, you might be too busy thinking about what you want to say next, but you are very curious, and although you enjoy expressing yourself, you usually, dominate, you usually don't dominate conversations completely. As far as studying or learning goes, you are better off reading the material than listening to a teacher. These traits come from a strong need to take an active role in communications. It is very hard for you to passively listen and absorb information. Your opinions are usually strong and you are an independent thinker. You tend to be proud of your opinions and thoughts and might easily get a bruised ego if you are not heard, if your opinions are pushed aside or ignored, or your opinions are criticized. I think anyone would have a bruised ego if their opinions are pushed aside or yeah. ignored. You are expressive and possibly a very animated speaker. You are also very witty and others enjoy your playful and sometimes mischievous sense of humor. Mic drop. Um, I disagree with one of the things in there that it says you're not as good at listening as you are at talking. You're like the best listener I've ever met. You're but an incredible I, That's because I went to school basically to listen. how to, to listen. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why. You are enterprising and have powerful stores of energy that you can draw upon when needed. You respond to problems or challenges with a spirited and enthusiastic confidence that is admirable. You are naturally competitive and this trait is generally well received by others because it is un unforced, unaffected, and sincere. You truly believe in fair play and you seem to be in love with life. What you are expressing competitive 
when you are expressing competitiveness and courage, it's easy for others to smile and accept these traits as positive ones rather than being rubbed the wrong way. You have a good physical vitality. Although competitive, you are not naturally combative. You may enjoy sports or sports or games that are competitive, but not, sorry, competitive is like 12 times in this room. <laughs> not violent. Yes, I like sports that are competitive and not violent. That's why jujitsu is not the sport for me. <laughs> jujitsu is not violent. And I think there Choking are plenty until of, you black out isn't violent? I think there are plenty of Virgos who <coughs> jujitsu. Breaking the rules of a competitive game <laughs> is particularly upsetting to you. Yes. Oh, that's why you hate playing games with your brother. <laughs> He's yeah, always he bending the rules. <laughs> yeah, but I also I was also that kid in sports though that was like I I'm not gonna break any of the rules like I will tell a an ump or whatever you know like if I thought that something was wrong or whatever you know if they're like did he touch you with their glove and I'm like yeah he did and my coach is like fuck just why didn't you lie <laughs> I'm like I was out hello it's against the rules I was out <laughs> when are they gonna have a paragraph about how scared of authority you are <laughs> <laughs> weird. Uh, okay, breaking the rules of a competitive game is particularly upsetting to you. You are more than able, you are more able than most to control your desires, aggressions, and instincts. You know how to be fair, and you expect others to be fair. As such, sneaky behaviors, uncontrollable impulses, violence, and rage are offensive to you. <laughs> violence and rage are offensive. Yes. Y'all better follow the fucking rules. <laughs> Opposite, uh, opposition, Sun, Jupiter. Although your intentions are generally good, you are given to overdoing things. You can easily gloss over realistic details and get yourself into debt. Overindulge in pleasures such as food and drink. Okay, maybe, yeah, but not debt. Fuck. And promise more than you can deliver. For the most part, you can find yourself, you can find help for your excess. Somebody's there to bail you out as plenty of people believe that your heart is in the right place. Generally, this is the case. But excessive behavior that becomes a pattern you might usually continually face light consequences. There is a danger you will not learn from your mistakes and abuse the system. Relying on your friends and family to help you out a little too often, your reputation Whoa. for being good people, thus can eventually be used to further your purposes. Something that should, of course, be avoided. None Nothing about you, yeah. Jeez. However, many people... You're the most independent fucking person in the world. <laughs> However, many people with this aspect don't fall into the trap of losing their sincerity. You are generous, helpful, and charitable. Still, the tendency to live beyond your means is a real threat that you might struggle with much of your life. That's terrifying. Another thing to watch for is depression. You tend to go through periods of high, intense highs when you're excessively optimistic. These periods are so marked that they seem to be unnatural and a fall seems to be inevitable. You can make promises that you intend to keep, but have a problem with follow through. Self-control can be a real problem. Try to avoid gambling altogether. <laughs> Damn, you're good at gambling. Yeah, and I'm you're also at... like, I'm cool stopping. Yeah, true. Usually quite knowledgeable and generous with your time. You have many talents that you might take for granted. I should avoid gambling altogether. Want to go to Vegas, baby? Let's go to Vegas, baby. <laughs> your identity rides... Okay, square sun Uranus. Your identity rides on your sense of personal freedom. It can be quite a challenge to get you to do what you don't want to do, simply because you see any attempts by others to push you in a certain direction is threatening to your sense of freedom. You are a very dynamic person who questions tradition and authority, yet, paradoxically, you can be quite set in your ways. Although a humanitarian in many ways, you can be a little brusque, 
when it comes to sentimentality or what you perceive to be excessive attachment to the past or tradition. You can have a lot of nervous energy and defensiveness. <laughs> it can be difficult to hold a nine to five job or develop steady routines. You work best when you can manage your own schedule and work in spurts. Accurate. When you are hit with creative inspiration, you are capable of tremendous effort. <laughs> However, Jenna, that is like your quintessential line right there. <laughs> <laughs> However, you can be quite temperamental and it's very hard for you to pour your heart and soul into something that you don't feel for at the oh moment. Oh my God, so true. You don't like superficiality or pretense, which is an admirable trait. However, your disdain for pretense can be problematic in a world where people are expected to perform, whether they are inspired or not. You should try your best to channel your high levels of intuition, inventiveness, and spiritedness into creative endeavors or important causes. You might find that you encounter much less resistance in day-to-day -day life this way. That one's, in, in, a, in a way, like super accurate. Mm. Like you, you preach uh, about like, you know, being like an honest person and especially like online, you be yourself and you don't like pander or whatever. Mm. So when that happens around you, I can like, that's something that bothers you. Yeah. Yeah. Square son Lilith. You might worry about a friend betraying you, although your partner will undoubtedly find this person full of charm. That's all that says. What the hell? <laughs> Moving on. Square son ascendant. She can face conflicts in life due to a project projection of character that doesn't match what is on the inside. Misrepre misrepresentation of the self is frequent. For fuck's sake, okay. She must strive to understand how others perceive her and work on presenting a more accurate persona to the world or she will rub people the wrong way or feel unrecognized or misunderstood. I feel like that's true uh, like six years ago on mm -hmm. YouTube. Yeah. When I was like doing all of the... It was a lot of talking, loud voices, mm -hmm. a lot of swearing. And what forced me to get to like the point where we are now on YouTube was like when I was meeting people, they were doing that thing with like, hey, bitch, oh my fucking God, you're so fucking funny, you fucking yeah. bitch. And I'm like, who do people think that I am? Yeah. Like that, I think that that is a very accurate sentence of who I used to be yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, wow. Not like, not that I was intentionally trying to be something that I wasn't, but since it was such a condensed, forced, entertaining sort of environment mm -hmm. I felt like it was a misrepresentation of me the moon represents the emotional responses unconscious predestination and the self-image all right my moon is in Aquarius okay beach beach moon and Aquarius people are extremely observant they are lifetime students of human nature, loving to analyze why people do what they do. This often stems from a detached, even shy personality, especially in youth. Oh my God, that's fucking little Jenna to it. See, I was very shy beach. Whether due to a character or condition, conditioning, Moon and Aquarius people often grow up feeling different. Although rather sociable, they're often loners at heart. Many have strong egos or at least powerful defense mechanisms, and most lunar Aquarians will do their best to be the most unique and unusual person they can be. Their inner feeling of loneliness, that they don't quite fit in, puts them on the outside looking in. This is very idealistic and progressive streak in lunar Aquarians is admirable indeed. However, when the moon is in Aquarius, natives often will deny the more irrational qualities of emotions, such as jealousy, possessiveness and fear in an effort to be above what they consider pettiness so that's saying like you're a, like in general you have an effort to make yourself above being petty yeah i guess that's i'm not sure what that sentence means hmm. 
I'm a little confused. Some of this is like very confusing. Yeah. And, like, well, some of it's also like there's some typos and stuff in here yeah. that make it kind of difficult yeah. to read. When this goes too far, lunar Aquarians can be emotionally blocked, distanced, and detached. Lunar Aquarians can be willful, especially in childhood. With age, these natives generally learn to handle their strong needs. Their desire for independence is powerful indeed, no matter what their age. With a quiet son and or ascendant, their desire to shock others is not always apparent until a relationship becomes comfortable. They are generally proud of their family members, boasting just how unique they are. When their families are ultra-conservative, the... The boast will be that they rebelled against all of that. You're proud of your family. For sure. You're very proud of your family. Although given to temper tantrums and willful behavior in youth, Moon and Aquarius people often grow up feeling that messy emotions are unappealing. They often pride themselves in being cool-headed, detached, and above what they consider those base emotions. In the process, they can end up alienating others and themselves. Although lunar Aquarians can be especially adept at understanding others' behavior and motivations, they can lose touch with their own simply because they have identified too strongly with what they aspire to be, and those aspirations are often superhuman. The Aquarian tendency to be a human humanitarian shows up powerfully in Moon and Aquarius. However, their kindness and concern for others is generally more a broad philosophy of life. With people close to them, Moon and Aquarius natives can seemingly lack compassion, as they often fully expect others to be as independent as de and detached as they are. <laughs> In close personal relationships, however, lunar Aquarians generally give a lot of other a lot of personal freedom, and they will tolerate and enjoy all kinds of idiosyncrasies in idiosyncrasies in people around them. Moon and Aquarius people are rarely flighty people, but they can be unreliable when it concerns the little things in life. Often, this is, is simply an assertion of their independence. In the long haul, however, they are rather constant, as Aquarius is a fixed sign. As long as they have their own space and the freedom to be themselves, however kooky that may be, they are trustworthy and loyal. Lunar Aquarians generally make wonderful friends. They'll, point, they'll make a point of leaving nobody on the outside. Many will fight for others' rights or crusade for equality. What may be surprising is that Moon and Aquarius people have a lot of pride. In fact, they have been attacked. If they've been attacked in any way, especially regarding their character, they can become very inflexible and cool. It can be difficult to know just how sensitive to criticism lunar Aquarians are, simply because they hide it so well. When their character or behavior is being criticized, they tend to dig in their heels and keep right on doing it. Accurate. They but fully that's expect just being, that's like being reactive to it. That's yeah. not being, you know, sensitive. They fully react others they fully expect others to accept them exactly as they are, or they don't have much use for them in their lives. These sometimes maddeningly 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 for fuck's sake thank you gotcha. unpredictable people are nevertheless quite charming they have an unmistakable stubborn streak and when they left to be themselves they make unusual and endlessly interesting people to be around life wouldn't be the same without lunar aquarians unusual spin on the world and people in it short description sociable intelligent lucid Thanks to great sociability, she has many friends. She is modern, original, inventive, nonconformist, and brings new life to everything that she fucking does. A beach. Brings Weakness. new life. Beach. Weakness. She is eccentric. <laughs> <laughs> With sharp mood swings. Complex love life. Is it complex? Hella complex. Beach. <laughs> yeah, it's complex because you have two other men in your life. Marbles and Kermit. That's right. Oh, my God. Baby. He's hot. <laughs> I know, they're all kind of hot. Nah. 
How much time we have left here? Not very much. Yeah. Moon in two. I, I skipped like towards the end. There was just kind of a lot of convoluted yeah. paragraphs. So just pick what you want, honestly. And then we have our dual chart thing. Very ingenious and inventive where earning money is concerned. Moves around, restless. When it comes to money, you can be generous and frivolous in your spending habits one day and frugal the next. You can be quite afraid of being in debt <laughs> and need to feel that bills are paid in order to feel secure and safe. True. This is likely also true of savings. Uh, as you fear being without. Still, there are times when you can spend impulsively on a whim, and this is likely when you are feeling emotionally frustrated. You may also hold on to people quite tightly. Vanity can be an issue. If you are, are often looking for admiration, you can be quite dependent on others for positive feedback until you learn to develop your own feelings of self-worth. You are not as emotionally as responsive as most people. <laughs> you calling me a dead fish? <laughs> You tend to hold back and wait before expressing yourself. And when you do, it is with deliberation. That's, that sentence is strong right there. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you, you don't, you're not one to like give quick feedback or whatever. It's like you're, you're going to take in all the information that's available and then you're going to really give your perspective on things, which is good because you're like thorough about it. For sure. And the whole vanity can be an issue. Like I feel like as a younger person, I knew that about myself. Yeah, that's fair. I think vanity can be an issue is a sentence that could apply to everybody. For sure. Can be. But like, I totally agree with that. Like yeah. as a younger person, I really, I was wrapped up in this idea that like you, I needed to look a certain way, you know? Well, it's interesting to, to apply some of this to you. <laughs> now but also you a couple years ago because sure. as you change you you know it applies uh sextile moon uranus beach mm -hmm. she is imaginative and has the moon's intuition completed by uranus's independence and originality her life is out of the ordinary with lots of changes and a great knowledge of the world not through reading but through personal experience she likes the sensational new things she acts instinctively but fortunately has a good sixth sense she likes to be surrounded by Original people, artists. Mm -hmm. This, okay, Trine Moon is in Lilith. This aspect favors romantic and sexual relationships, giving charm, intrigue, and intelligence. Emotions are big, dark, and mysterious, but you embrace these things instinctively, understanding and accepting the many sides and complications to your feelings. Sextile Moon Ascendant. She has good influence on the family, which loves and helps the person. She helps. She likes traveling, movement, change. She likes contact and is open to other people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mercury in Libra. Usually quite diplomatic and tactful, she evaluates and weighs things up endlessly, often to the point of indecisiveness. <laughs> I'd say that's one of Rome's favorite traits that I have. <laughs> One, uh, of good judgment, she expresses herself clearly. Before coming to an opinion on a subject, she listens to the opinions offered by various people and can compare them before making up her own mind. Mental affinity in her relationships is paramount. She is good at compromising and always tries to put herself in others' shoes. Some mental laziness. I have some mental laziness. <laughs> Mercury in IX, which is Virgo. Her thirst for knowledge is never satisfied. She is full of mental activity. She undertakes exhaustive studies, always studying for pleasure, likes journeys to faraway places, and can go live abroad. You love just information. Yeah. Isn't yeah. this the same as yours? You are externally curious and hunger for knowledge. You enjoy studying and learning and not do it. Don't, don't do it because you have to, but because you want to. I think it's similar. I don't know. If it's, I'm do pretty we have sure we mood? both have a, a Mercury oh. in Virgo. The, mm. This is the same paragraph as yours. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. 
Sextile Mercury Saturn. She strives to be mentally organized. She's able to study, concentrate, focus. Often has the patience to work towards the goal slowly, but surely she takes time to get communications just so <laughs> and tends to prefer step-by-step directions. <laughs> oh, that's accurate. Respects tradition and rules. That's so accurate. Uh, square Mercury Neptune. She makes errors of judgment and lacks sincerity. She lets things happen and is happy in her dream world. Confronted by reality, she is hesitant and capable of being tested. Who, who is that bitch? World? I don't. Who is that bitch? I don't know her. Mm, I don't know her either. Venus in Scorpio. Venus in Scorpio people attract others with their intensity and willingness to commit. <laughs> they have a strong and concentrated manner, which suggests their feelings run deep. Their actions in love tend to promise deep commitment and sexual pleasure, even if they are not telling you this directly. Their appeal lies in their focus on you and their dedication. Venus and Scorpio seems fearless when it comes to intimacy. Potential lovers get the feeling that Venus and Scorpio will never stray, that they are intensely loyal to the one they love. They possess you and somehow make it seem attractive to be possessed. (laughs) Possess me, mommy. Possess me, mama. Venus and Scorpio natives give you their complete attention. These people are very focused on their partners. Depending on your personality, you may find this unnerving or entirely flattering. They have a strong need to control their partner, although this won't be immediately apparent, and they may not ever admit to this. Their body and soul love and commitment can be so intense that it eclipses fun and makes loving them a very heavy experience. (laughs) Oh, shit. This is tea. Heavy. Their emotion and intensity may seem overdone to those looking for a more lighthearted relationship. These people take things to extremes and can be very provocative. (laughs) Although they want to explore all of your nooks and crannies, they won't always be forthcoming with their own. When you've upset these lovers, you'll know it. Depending on the moment, Venus and Scorpio will shoot you in one of the most piercing glares around or totally blow up. Whichever style they choose, a slighted Scorpio lover is not a pretty sight. These people can be jealous of all your attachments, but few will admit it. They will not, they're not afraid of being underhanded in matters of the heart. They are experts at cutting through all the fluff and seeing you for what you are. Still, you may find their conclusions about you skewed and mistrustful. Pleasing Venus and Scorpio. Wait. Oh, yeah, I'm a Venus. I'm dumb. Involves demonstrating your complete commitment and loyalty to them. Appreciate their guts when it comes to love and intimacy. They're proud of their courage in these matters. If you can, they're deserving. Relinquish some of the control of the relationship. Let them let them feel they own you without taking it to the extremes. Remember, though, that some Venus and Scorpio lovers can and will take advantage of you on a subtle level if only to keep you all to themselves. Let them have their secrets and their silences. Short description, sensual and passionate. Passions run hot and cold, full of ardor and desire where the partner needs to be able to match her level, can be jealous and possessive. If disappointed or deceived in love, she can become bitter, usually very loyal. <laughs> oh, pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. I'm not jealous and possessive, but Mm-mm. I'm sure you could fucking make me. <laughs> possible i have a a mars and capricorn a venus and x her best years are in her parental home but also in the last years of life so mine's the same as yours Mm -hmm. that's what mine said too Jeez, louise i have a mars and capricorn and i have a sextile venus and neptune Mm. her professional life is unstable (laughs) 
for fucks? Who is that bitch? That's YouTube demonetizing. Oh, true. She has a taste for the arts as a dreamer is influenced and romantic. She is... I am not easily influenced. <laughs> she is emotional and very sensitive. I am sensitive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Romantic, creative, gentle, and adaptive. You naturally express the finer qualities of mysterious and dreamy Neptune in your love relationships. Yeah. Her emotional and sex life is powerful and rich. She out. She lives out truly passion, passionate love affairs. Affairs? Would you call this a passionate a love fuck affair? dog? You're passionate. You're very passionate. Yeah, it's funny how some of them are like pretty pretty true and then some of them aren't. Yeah, some of them are really off, but the ones that are on are like, fuck, dude. Jesus. I don't know. You also have to tell me in the comments if you know any any more of this that might be true or not true. Ooh, my square Jupiter says she will ruin herself in order to please her partner. <laughs> on a sexual level, she will go to a considerable effort to please her partner. In order to possess the partner more, she will ruin herself financially to get whatever the partner <laughs> might want. In spite of all of that, the partner will never entirely be satisfied. Oh she will God. be very disappointed in love. That's dark. What the hell? <laughs> Why didn't Julian have any ominous shit in his birth I had, chart? I had some ominous shit. I had some ominous shit. I also skipped some ominous shit. This says I usually have lots of children. <laughs> define children. Usually. What the hell? Uh, yeah, define children. My okay, yeah, my sextile Mars and Jupiter says she has a good sense of organization. She is jovial, frank, and sincere. She is full of dynamicism and overabundant energy. She loves life and takes all of it that it has to offer. Mm-hmm. She likes sports and the outdoor life. She is successful professionally and emotionally. But you just said it was unstable. Mm. Who's telling the truth here? Which one of y'all planets is telling the fucking truth? And then it says she usually has lots of children. <laughs> the fuck dog? The fuck dog? Um, should we get to the dual charts or not yet? Yeah, I'm ready for right. dual charts. Compatibility. All right, so we basically we put our two charts together because it gives you an option for compatibility charts. So we'll go through these and kind of end it off. Um, interplanetary aspects. The following aspects between planets concern the possible relationships between two charts, especially emotional and romantic relationships, but also aspects on social, intellectual, and spiritual levels. Uh, Jenna in conjunction with Julian Moon, Venus. Positive aspect. They get on each. They get on together very well. Mm. be it on the intellectual or emotional level they mm. love to be together and appreciate each other's company always beach. always jenna conjunction julian moon pluto positive aspect an uncontrollable great passion which might be a nuisance as it sometimes lacks thought or control jealousy possessiveness absolute need of the other's presence 24 hours out of 24 can be can be issues wait who has that me or you jenna's conjunction with julian Hell yeah. however when trust is in place they both will appreciate that their relationship is growth oriented and far from lifeless a lifeless routine uh their feelings for each other will evolve over time and they learn from each other on an emotional level at every twist and turn this fact is a treasure they love uh, the love they share is transforming in nature so that they both feel renewed almost like they are new people through the relationship Jenna conjunction with Julian Mars Jupiter positive aspect this is an excellent uh, excellent aspect they boost each other's confidence and fill each other with enthusiasm and make plans together that's these fucking are, right and I force you to make those plans but we make them together and these are realistic enough to fulfill Jenna square moon um, square Julian moon Pluto challenging aspect 
Great physical or emotional attraction, passion is sometimes uncontrolled with possible possessiveness, jealousy, or emotional suffocation. They must learn to let go sometimes to allow the other some space without worry. If this relationship ends, it can be very difficult to get over this relationship. If it is possible to get over it as one or both feel burned by the other. Jenna conjunction, Julian, Mars, Neptune. Positive aspect, there is an ability to bring imagination and fantasy successfully into the relationship while interactions can be hard to define at times. Uh, you help refine one another's outlook. There is an element of mystery that attracts you to one another. Some laziness might be stimulated between you two. However, positive aspect, favor, uh, favorable for union, linking originality to initiative and decision-making. You encourage one another to be inventive and open up new possibilities. The sexual connections tend connections tends to stay dynamic fresh and exciting bleep all of that out bleep it out julian square julian uh jenna square julian jupiter saturn challenging aspect he's on the floor um bobby the two may be too different to complement each other well but they have a lot to teach one another if the individuals are open to learning there can be difficulties as the jupiter person seems too much of a risk taker or too what does that mean went on want wanton in their approach to the world while saturn persons may uh appear too cautious an extra effort me? should be taken to understand mm, i wonder who's the risk taker and who's the cautious i one. wonder jenna conjunction julian moon saturn positive aspect they can lead their lives together with the moon often bringing fantasy to saturn who sometimes is too austere but whose other qualities which the moon does not possess are appreciated two people whose difference in character is made to complement each other I like that. This is a good aspect to have for long-term compatibility and living together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jenna Square, Julian Mercury, Neptune. Challenging aspect. This relationship can somehow encourage illusions and disappointments that follow. These two people can have a hard time understanding each other. And if they insist on living together, the little deceptions or lies add up and undermine the relationship. It is important to be clear and clear up misconceptions. I feel like that's us Like when we first met. It's like when you first move in with someone, you have to like learn how to yeah be with them all the and time. tell them information yeah yeah but there's no lies or deception no it's literally just like tell me what the fuck you're planning on doing this week so i know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, tell me tell me what the fuck is going on <laughs> i need to know uh challenging aspect their community styles are very different so that there are many misunderstandings and annoyances arising from how things were said what was said and what was not said it can be challenging to solve problems together yes. without getting into an argument. It might we be love us a good meta argument about what we said and when we said it. It might be best to think things over separately before turning to each other for support. Yeah. Positive aspect. It's love at first sight. It's great passion. They will be drawn to each other like two magnets. They will always have to see and touch each other. Very good sexual understanding. Typically very Bleep passionate. That. It must be said that this type of relationship may not last forever. It may develop into a quiet and tender love. If they part, it is close to impossible to stay friends because of the constant reminder of the passion that once existed. No. But I feel like that's like kind of a blanket statement there. Like anyone who's pa any two people who are passionate, it's getting kind of hard to stay friends. I don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Jenna Julian, uh, Jenna squared Julian Mars Uranus. These sentences are so hard to read. I know. Rude. Uh, challenging aspect. They might make each other impatient and easily frustrate each other. The sexual attraction is unique and powerful at first. Seeming to arise Stop. suddenly and unexpectedly. However, it is temperamental attraction and can leave just as suddenly. Erratic responses to each other. Jenna, sextile, Julian, Jupiter, Uranus. Positive aspect. 
This union can be favorable if the two mutually respect each other. They both like their independence, their freedom of thought and action. The relationship may be marked by distinct philosophical interests and unusual ideas or belief systems, which are ideally encouraged in one another. These, uh, there can be nice meetings of the minds on bigger issues. Jenna Trine, Julian, Mercury, Saturn. Positive aspect. If Mercury is looking for a mother-in-law, sorry, a mother or father in the spouse, um, they then this aspect is very favorable. Saturn will give a lot of intellectual level and in life in general. A little confusing, but I kind of get it. Jenna Sextile, Julian, Jupiter, Pluto. Positive aspect. A possible union. Your belief systems change and evolve as a result of your relationship. There is a potential for deep understanding of one another's goals and approach to life. You challenge one another to grow, change, and improve. You may feel that you are able to face life's challenges through your union. Oh, Carmi popped his knee out. How did you do that? You've just been hanging out. Come here. No, no, no. I got it. Are you okay? Oh, man. Did you pop your knee out? Can you straighten it? it out, bud? Peach, get out of here. Hi, welcome live to Kermit. No, 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 just let him. Kermit has popped his knee out of its socket. Oh, honey. You straightening out? Keep going. Good boy, you got it. He's too tired. <laughs> Do you pop it back in, honey? Hmm? I didn't see if it popped back in or not. Sorry, guys. Is it in? In or out? I think it's in. <laughs> Um, he didn't even do anything he's like this has been a long podcast I'm gonna pop my knee out real quick Jenna sextile Julian Venus Jupiter positive aspect this union is likely to be completely successful a couple that is happy to be alive and to live together with a pleasant family and home total confidence in each other and with a reason that's what's up intellectual understanding similar tastes there is a strong desire to make each other happy. Mm-hmm. You enjoy each other's company immensely and put each other in a happy mood. You make each other laugh and feel very open, loose, and jovial around each other. Forgiveness and graciousness characterizes your partnership. Whoever wrote that knows what the fuck is up. I like that one. I don't know. Um, Jenna Trine, Julian, Jupiter, Neptune. Positive support aspect. A potential union. This is unlikely to be a determining factor, defining factor in compatibility. So you need to look at the other aspects. This is a supportive aspect. Jenna Sextile, Julian, Saturn, Uranus. Positive aspect. Favorable union. Linking invention and originality with common sense and thoughtfulness. They might do great things together. Uh, Jenna Sextile, Julian, Jupiter, Neptune. Last one. Positive, supportive aspect. A potential union. This is unlikely to be a determining factor in compatibility. So you need to look at the other aspects. This is a supportive aspect. I like this. Mm -hmm. I really like this. I've heard that before, though, that someone had said that because my moon was in something that I forgot, which I now know is Aquarius, Mm -hmm. that it means that we would get along because I appreciate your silliness. Yeah. I feel like it gives more of an understanding as to just more than just Virgo and Aries. I do feel like it's crazy. Like, you'll have to tell us, too, because I don't 100% know how this works. Like, if everything means... Because some of them are so spot on. Mm -hmm. And some of them, I'm like, I don't understand what this where that came from yeah well i mean it's it's hard to think that they would be completely 100 percent accurate with everything that you're reading. yeah or like if some of them have because i know i think you're obviously your sun sign is your sun sign but that mm-hmm. your moon is also like relatively important mm-hmm. but then which of the planets are like 
more important or less important or if that's a thing or I don't know. Yeah, I feel you know like you mean? guys might be able to shed some light on some of those points. But but we did want to just like tell you and give you that reading because we know you've been asking for it so much. So if you did, like if you wanted to read any of this, can we link this or we can just give you our... Yeah. It's I was born at 2.30 p.m. and Julian was born at... What time? 11.36 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. You can enter it yourself if you want. Like, that's all the information you need. And I was born in Stanford, California, Palo Alto, California, and you were born in Rochester, New York. Rochester. So, yeah, if you if you want to get all the information for your records, go for it. Uh, we used astrology, cafeastrology.com. Yeah. Um, that was fun, though. It was fun. Yeah. I would, I would do some... I, I'm interested in that. I never thought I would be interested in astrology, but I am. My boy's got a Scorpio moon. Look at you, beach. <laughs> Shit. Thank you guys for hanging out and listening to us read our charts. It was fun. We hope you enjoyed it. I hope it has quenched all of y'all's <laughs> thirst for our chart. Probably one of the most requested podcasts ever. Yeah. Um, well, you guys, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time on Agenda Julian Podcast. Bye. Bye.